Dr. Chek Achu, Senior Researcher and Senior Research Specialist rather, at the Africa Institute of the South African HSRC, is on the line. Dr. Achu, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Agenda 2063, we are now in 2023. We are only 40 years away. So, the first 10 years. An update, please. Uh, where are we? Where are we in terms of uh, the various aspirations that have been uh, that were enumerated in uh, 2013? I, I guess the, 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 the conference today actually came up with um, uh, some key uh, 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 recommendations because from uh, the 17 aspirations that the, 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 the continent had actually came up with, which which which, which contains issues of uh, of an integrated high-speed train, uh, an African virtual university, information of an, a commodity strategy for the, for the continent. Very few of these aspirations have been realized. And the, 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 research, the researchers today talked about how we are very much, as a continent, we are very much a continent of policy. And when it comes to issues of implementation, we are actually lacking. And some of the key recommendations was that we should inculcate a culture of monitoring and evaluation on the continent so that some of these policy uh, blueprints that we go to Addis Ababa every year and come up with should actually have some kind of a monitoring mechanism so that these issues are actually monitored on a regular basis and uh, where uh, uh, deficits are identified, strategies in, uh, uh, come up with so that they can be realized in time. Now, in uh, 2013, when the 50-year agenda, if you like, was rolled out and sold to the African continent, it was received with mixed feelings. There were those who were thinking that this is a good initiative, thinking not just about the immediate, but perhaps the medium to long term. As much, there were those who lamented it, saying that those who were part of the drafting of this agenda 2063 would for the most part not be around to see its success and of course the critique was there are more immediate challenges particularly on poverty and access to basic things like health care food water education and in south africa a little bit more nuanced electricity how does that agenda 2063 and the long-term objectives compare to the short-term questions that remain on the continent and whether or not this experience of today, of these times, might be a, an indication of how 2063 itself might pan out. Uh, basically, what you've just said, uh, it, 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 they, 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 there were these particular blueprints that talk about 50 years uh, after 2013. Uh, 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 they have actually broken down these aspirations into medium, into immediate, medium, uh, uh, long-term, uh, immediate and long-term uh, uh, strategies. For the immediate term, as I indicated earlier in my in my intro, there were there were seventeen strategies that were uh, adopted. You know, and and issues of bread and butter were key. Some of the you know, for example, for example, the implementation of the Grand Ingradeta, which was to eliminate you know the, the entire Central and Southern Africa. That particular project has not been <clears throat> realized. In fact, it has not even been. It has not started, so to speak. 
So these are some of the key challenges that we, in, in, in this particular conference, identify that because of some of these key issues, we are now issues that have not been realized. We are now having challenges on the continent in South Africa, for example, where we are at some point we are having eight hours of uh, um, uh, of no electricity a day, for example, and this has got a ripple effect on the issue on 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 unemployment, on on, on the amount of um, of food that is produced here in Southern Africa. So it deals specifically with some of these key challenges that we were talking about. And the the, the, the most important again are, 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 are issues relating to 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 how people interact on the continent. For example, the African continental field trip. You know, then you know. For example, Africa, South Africa maybe uh, may have supplies this uh, meal, for example, but because of the 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 the, 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 the impediment put in place by trade by international trade, they will, they will not be able to export that particular trade to uh, that particular meal to to Namibia or to Zimbabwe. But because of the implementation of the continental Africa free trade, some of these particular products coming from South Africa may be able to move to other areas where they are lacking. And again, it, it doesn't also mean that it's only South Africa that might export product outside of the uh, outside of the country uh, the, the, the country. You know, South Africa needs uh, other African countries also needs to adopt a kind of a competitive advantage, for example. In in, in Central and West Africa, they can actually pre- uh, 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 trade with South Africa in terms of uh, food products like banana plantains and timber products cocoa, and so on and so forth. So each country needs to take advantage of its competitive advantage in order to trade with other uh, uh, countries on the continent. So they're, 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 we have identified these particular issues, but there are still you know, challenges that we still need to overcome in order for these particular kind of uh, trade to actually effectively take place on the continent. For example... Yeah, for example... For example, the free movement of people. You know, the African the African passport. You know, it has, that has not been implemented. You know, it, it becomes a bit very difficult, perhaps, for a business person in, in Cote d'Ivoire, in Senegal, or in Nigeria to actually come to South Africa to come and trade and go back. It becomes a bit extremely. You know, even the issue of uh, obtaining uh, a pass, the issue of obtaining visas uh, to come to the country to, to South Africa, for example, or to other African countries, North Africa as, as well as also come up with a strategy that will actually prevent, you know, the, especially uh, Africans from the, uh, from the south of the Sahara to actually trade with this particular country. So those are some of the uh, challenges that the conference identified, and the and at the end of the conference tomorrow, we are intending to write a, 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 a kind of an outcome statement that will probably be that we will forward to that this should change the kind of way in which they implement some of the policies. Uh, 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 even uh, before the changes in implementation, even before that comes, do you get the sense that, though, the leaders hold each other to account? Do you get the sense that leaders hold in high regard such institutions that really ought to be the checks and balances 
in relation to these uh, developmental questions that ultimately you and I are having a conversation about. I mean, the African peer review mechanism, a project of the late 90s, early 2000s, spearheaded by, among others, Tabombeki and, and Obasanjo of Nigeria, was largely about ensuring that democracy became not just a token and a symbol, but a reality that redounded and became an effective instrument in the diplomatic space of Africa where leaders would hold each other accountable to ensure that the rule of law and equality before it meant something, that the work of democratic institutions would be protected from political infiltration or pregnation and influence, and that there would be accountability, accountability against the resources of the respective nations or of the region, because if that was happening, we wouldn't be dealing in part with some of these issues that you have raised. For instance, something as simple as free movement of people, which is in line with now the African Continental Free Trade Agreement, which is largely agreed, as we have seen in mainland Europe, how successful it is when implemented properly. I'm using this example, which is a project of now, a conversation of now. Surely accountability at that level is one of the key drivers or key mitigators, perhaps, of all these things that we could be lamenting and should be lamenting. But in, it, it, I, I, I couldn't have put it better than, than that, because it's, it's the key challenge, because even the conference as well, you know, the Alkino that just spoke, was one of the, the main architects of Agenda 2063. Talk about... Talk, 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 talk about the key... You know, challenges that the face in Addis Ababa is even crafting the seven aspirations. For example, you, you talk about the issue of implementation, the issue of holding people accountable. Look at the, the African, uh, the, the EU Charter is very clear that in case of any constitutional change of government, that particular country is suspended within the EU. But as we speak, there are close to seven countries that have been suspended from the African Union because of errors that are on constitutional change the, 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 uh, the, the, uh, the president or there are some uh, those that have imposed this issue of totemism or what they call the internalization of, 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 of politicians at the highest office of the land. So the, the key issue is I think the issue of supranationalism is still a major challenge within, in, 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 on, on the continent. People, uh, countries still protect their, their sovereignty, and they, they don't see some of these supranational institutions like the African Union actually dictating to them. They go to, to Addis Ababa not necessarily because they respect the, the, the institution of the African Union, but just because they want to belong. And, and, and these are some of the issues that we have raised in this particular conference, that the, 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 the African Union should not necessarily be a compulsory institution for countries on the continent to build, but it should be a coalition of the willing. People who want to belong to the African Union should not be forced. I mean, the African Union should not be something that is forced on African states. It should be a coalition of the willing. People who really want to take the continent forward should be those that should generally or generally want to belong to the union. 
And because if you want to be to the union, you won't be able to implement some of these particular policy positions or implementation strategies that have been put in place, such as the, uh, the APRM that is to mention. More than, more than, more than 37 countries are signatories to the, to the APRM. But as, as of today, less than 22 countries have gone through the review process. And even those that have gone through the review process, the recommendations of, of, of some of, 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 of the review committee have not been implemented. So that is the key challenge that we have in on the continent. The issue of supranationalism is a key problem. And until we overcome some of those challenges, we cannot go anywhere. I, I, will, I will raise again another key uh, uh, issue that was raised at the conference today. You know, the person, President Kagame of Rwanda, who was actually, you know, Appointed by the African Union to actually champion the reform the reform programs of the African Union has been identified as the main culprit of the challenges of the security challenges that are happening in the region. How then the African Union has not called President Kagame to account for what is happening in the region? So how then do we, as a continent, try to silence the guns? by How do we change that? I've got two minutes. How do we change it? How do we move forward? Because on the trajectory of things against everything else that you have said and together what we unfortunately don't have to talk don't have time to talk about, particularly the sustainable development goals, which are just critical indicators to mark the development of societies all over the world. But I think there's a peculiarity and particularity as it pertains to Africa and some of the gross challenges in relation to economic development, social development, political stability, scientific and cultural advancement and research, where we are lagging proportionately far behind than what the global average is and even the potential of each of each nation on the continent. The question is, how does that change? Because I don't get from this conversation in 2063, much would have moved. Definitely. The conference also came up with some of the presenters, some of the presenters, even our keynote address today, our keynote uh, speaker today talk about it. painted a very big picture about the continent. And he was very pessimistic about you know, um, uh, the, the process that the continent is following. And some of these recommendations, as I mentioned earlier, is that we should, the African Union should be a coalition of the willing. People should not be forced, not necessarily forced, but by virtue of belonging on the African continent, does not give you the right to belong to the African Union. In Europe, there are countries that are within the, that are European countries, but they are not within the EU. Some are not within the Schengen, the full movement of people on the Europe. So if you have not qualified to be part of the, 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 the African Union protocol, for example, in terms of free movement of people or uh, goods and services, then you don't qualify, you don't belong. And we should be able to, to paint a good picture of what the free movement of people or free movement of goods is all about. And if we'll be able to do that, then perhaps the others that have, have, have been reticent about all this will be able to join in, you know, you know, not necessarily being forced, but because of what we can do as a continent. Yeah, let's leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. Certainly some thought-provoking stuff. We certainly do wish the delegates from Cameroon, Congo, Ethiopia, Kenya, Mali, Nigeria, Uganda, Botswana, Zimbabwe, as well as the host nation, South Africa itself, all of the very best 
as it engages researchers who are convening to assess the progress made of Agenda 2063. I just wonder, even domestically, when last we heard policy formations around 2063 being domesticated to become domestic policy so that at least on the score of Agenda 2063, where South Africa ought to have delivered, she is not falling short, not at a pan-African level and certainly not at a domestic level, of course more questions than there are answers in regard to that.